Who died and made you God? Another week has passed, and we are blessed with another opportunity to share a few thoughts from the Bible, the good news, the Word of God. The Church of Christ that meets in the Bend community of Arkansas is the foundation for these efforts. You can find out more at bendchurchofchrist.org. The question asked is not heard as much today as it was a few years back. Typically, it would follow when someone jumps out, takes the lead, and starts dictating what everyone else must do. What we would like to do this morning is consider what goes along this thought of who died and made you God. The term idolatry is not a new word for any of us, honestly, especially those that have read through the Bible, even if just a little. We reference Vine's Dictionary once again in our study. A part of the definition is the sin of the mind against God. Idolatry, the sin of the mind against God. Vine's references Ephesians 2 and 3, which says, Among them, among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. He adds that the sin of the mind against God and immorality sins of the flesh, are associated and are traced, listen to what he says, are traced to the lack of the acknowledgement of God and gratitude to him. Where does an idol come from? The lack of acknowledgement of God and of gratitude to him. An idolater, he adds, is a slave to the depraved ideas his idols represent. The history of worship of this man is interesting, to say the least. Once in a while, we hear of some new direction or concept proposed. One that I recall, though many years ago now, was the Branch Davidians with leader David Koresh. Biography.com has an interesting write-up of the history of that overall movement. While we typically don't think of something like this as idolatry, but again, let's consider the definition. The sin of the mind against God, lack of acknowledgement and gratitude to God. If you do a search for modern day idols, you will find that comfort is at the top, followed by control or security. Certainly money is going to be in there and approval. These are things that certainly can cause the mind to go in opposition or not acknowledging God. But consider for a moment, say, Baal, one of the more popular idols over much of the Old Testament period. Baal was known as the sun god or also the god of storms. One don't have to read much before you start getting into the various acts of worship for this idol Baal. And you can see why it became so popular. Worship of Baal involved illicit sex, prostitution, and all that goes along with those two things. If you recall, we talked about the state of the temple when Josiah did a little bit of house cleaning. A good amount of the Old Testament talks about the, the troubles that idols caused. Ezekiel 20, also 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, and 1st and 2nd Chronicles talks about the issues that idols, like Baal, caused. Idols, perhaps one episode of an idol is more known than some we've already mentioned, the golden calf. The book of Exodus outlines Moses. God called him out of a burning bush in 3 and 4. Then in verse number 11, Moses said unto God, Who am I? God said, Certainly I will be with you in verse 12. God said to Moses, I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am hath sent you. When Moses says, Who do I report that 
basically anointed me a leader. I am sent you. In chapter 9, Moses meets God on Mount Sinai. And then in verse 8, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do, says the people. So God called Moses, gave Moses the commands. Moses took it back down. And again, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, Exodus 19. They stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in a fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. God told them not to gaze on the mountain and not to try to come to the mountain. And this is when the Ten Commandments were given. Among the laws, you shall not make other gods beside me, gods of silver or gods of gold. You shall not make for yourselves. You shall make an altar of earth for me. You shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings and your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I cause my name to be remembered, I will come to you and bless you. God continues to establish laws giving, given to Moses on a mountain, a lot of laws that continue through Exodus chapter 31. Then in chapter 32, it picks up back among the people at the foot of the mountain where they were waiting for Moses to come back. And that's where we want to take our focus. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled around Aaron and said to him, come, Make us a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron took gold from among them, used a graving tool, and basically turned their jewelry into a molten, a golden calf. And they said, listen to what they said. This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Now, when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. So the next day they rose early, offered burnt offerings, brought peace offerings. The people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up and play. Moses was then told back on the mountain, he needed to return to the people. God said they had corrupted themselves. So what happened? Well, Jerry, they made themselves an idol to worship, which went against one of the commandments. Well, yes, but let's consider more so why. What happened? Moses was delayed. They thought he should already be back. And when things didn't go the way they wanted, they decided to jump in and help God out. They crafted a calf to represent their God, not to represent another God, but to represent the God that brought them out of Egypt. This is the God that brought them out of the land of Egypt and had been with them. This was not an idol like Baal, but a symbol they attributed to their God. Why a calf? Why give up all their gold? Why not a nice order of piled up rocks and stones? Why not create a structure of some kind? Why not carve something out of wood or make something out of animal skins? Or why not cut their hair and make a really long rope, like insanely long rope? No calf, rope. It would have been the same. When an idol is created, it's just 
that, a figment, a creation of man's imagination. Baal, somebody at some point had to decide, here's how it's going to go. Here's what it's going to look like. Here are the things that this God wants us to do. The Davidians, here are the rules that we're going to follow to worship our God. Okay, we're going to start a rope, and every week we're going to add to that rope and then back to where we are. So the next day they rose early, the calf was built, the calf was created, and the next day they were excited. They rose early. They offered burnt offerings to their God in the form of a calf and brought peace offerings to their God in the form of a calf. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. They were so excited to be worshiping their God because Moses hadn't come back and maybe, maybe he's not coming back. The God that had been talking to Moses, the God that had been giving Moses the outline and the details of what he wanted his people to do. And in the minds of the people, it was taking too long, not going as they thought it should go. So let's Let's create something and offer it to God as a sign of our love, as a sign of our devotion and our dedication and honor in his name. Moses, they have corrupted themselves. This is the same word used to describe the world just before God gave Noah the plans for the ark in preparation for the flood that would cleanse the earth. Corruption. What had they done that was so bad? What they did was for their God. Wait, was it? Really? Sure it was. That's what they said it was. It was not for their God. It was for them. God needed a little help, and they jumped in to help them. Idol, the sin of the mind against God and immorality. Sins of the flesh are associated and are traced to the lack of acknowledgement of God and of gratitude to him. An idolater is a slave to depraved ideas his idols represent. The key, lack of of acknowledgement of God and gratitude to him. Moses, interestingly, spoke to the Lord, representing the people. I've seen these people, behold, they're obstinate. King James says stiff-necked. Jerry says hard-headed. They're a hard-headed people, God. Now, let me alone. Now, now then, let me alone that my anger may burn against them. I may destroy them, God said. I'll make you a great nation. Moses, I'm going to take care of these people, but I'm still going to make you a great nation. They were worshiping God, and God was angry, so angry. He was going to destroy them. Do we get that? Do we not see the error that was done and how God reacted to it? We're doing this for you. No, you're doing this against me. How could anything be that far off so far in the wrong direction and them not see it? Friends, this is so much so much of this story of God's people throughout the Old Testament, they struggled, struggled greatly in doing what their God had asked them to do. When things stopped going the way that they thought it should, they turned their backs to their God and off to one that spoke to them more, off to one that gave them more of what they wanted. But, but worship is giving honor, showing adoration, reverence, extravagant respect is part of the definition, devotion, or to quote Moses, here I am, Lord. I am all yours, none of self, and all of these. Let us consider not only the many examples, but the reminders from the mind of God himself. I know, O Lord, Jeremiah 10 and 23, I know, O Lord, that a man's way is not in himself, nor is it in man who walks to direct his steps. 
from the Amplified Version, uh, Proverbs chapter 16. The plans and reflections of the heart belong to man, but the wise answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean and innocent in his own eyes, and he may see nothing wrong with his actions. But the Lord weighs and examines the motives and the intents of the heart and knows the truth. You're not doing this for me. You're doing this for you. In that light, God knows why. For the word of God is living and active, Hebrews chapter 4, and sharper than any two-edged sword, and is piercing as far as the division of the soul and the spirit, joints and the marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and the intents uh, the thoughts and there is no creature hidden from his sight but all things are open and laid bare to his eyes with him of whom we have to do Asaph Psalm 73 remember our discussion I almost slipped until I went back to the sanctuary of God until I recalled God decisions are made we consider a number of factors that influence decision of where we go with some of our worship the building the bell tower the steeple you know those bells are such a life-changing sound when they ring my ears that stained glass you know seeing the sunshine through the representation of Jesus holding that baby lamb is such a joy knowing my God is pleased with such fine craftsmanship no God knows the thoughts and the intents and the why they are corrupt they are not acknowledging me they are not honoring me they're worshiping the creature more than the creator they honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me what is that they're not content with the process or the system or the way that I have instructed Moses and they've gone out and they've built them they built something for me according to their own wishes and desires they're literally making things up Putting them before God is honor and glory. The focus has never been on pleasing man, except when we make it. It has never been what I get out of it, except when we make it that way. It's never been decided, us deciding what is best for God, except when we think we've got a better plan. Fear God and keep his commandments. That is all. Anything else is corrupt. Always has been. Always has been. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Friends, that includes golden calves, idols with sexual acts as worship, and the calf, uh, calf of them all, self, more than thee. Our time is gone. We thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.